Hey listeners, I recently launched an ad-free Serial Napper feed so that you can enjoy the podcast without interruptions. Elevate your Serial Napper listening experience by joining my Patreon community and get yourself an ad-free feed on Spotify. For just $2 a month, you can become a member today and unlock ad-free episodes while still supporting the podcast. It's super easy. Just visit Serial Napper on your Spotify app and click the button at the top that says exclusive episodes for subscribers. Don't use Spotify for your listening? No problem. Just visit patreon.com slash Serial Napper to get your episodes ad-free and enjoy uninterrupted storytelling while you get your naps in. Mother's Day is almost here. Have you found that truly special sentimental gift for your mom yet? Don't worry, I got you. MyLifeInABook.com is a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Here's how it works. Every week, MyLifeInABook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom questions that you want to ask. And then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature And MyLifeInABook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges that she overcame. This book becomes a legacy, something you and your children can treasure forever. Your mom has given you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I loved this idea so much that I've started my own My Life in a Book for my children to have. The thought of my son and daughter being able to learn about my life story as they grow into their own adulthood is truly special. It's been an enjoyable journey of self-reflection for me too, with questions like, which one event made the greatest impact on your life? It's brought back memories I didn't even know I had. I love it, and I know your mother will too. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com and use code SERIALNAPPER for 10% off today. Hey everyone, my name is Nikki Young and this is Serial Napper, an international true crime podcast. This is episode 3 of season 3 of Serial Nightmare, a Halloween series that I do every year for the month of October. Everything that I release this month will either be Halloween related or more on the spooky side, but of course, always true crime. October is the month of Halloween, which means that I've been re-watching all of my favorite spooky, creepy, skin-crawling movies that I just love so much. I'm fine with the blood and the gore because I know it's all fake. But what happens when a person sees these types of violent movies as more of an inspiration than just creepy fun? Tonight, we're talking about the case of 17-year-old Jake Evans, who would commit atrocious crimes against his family after watching the movie Halloween. The teen claimed that it was the horror flick that would inspire his actions, but can a fake movie really push someone to kill another person? Let's dig into all of the details 
of what really happened when Jake Evans took Halloween too far. Jake Evans truly did appear to be your typical 17-year-old boy. What I mean by that is that there weren't any warning signs that he might just snap and kill someone someday. He grew up in a well-to-do family. They lived in a beautiful mansion with five bedrooms and five bathrooms and a large property with a big in-ground pool in a gated community in Alito, Texas. In the home was Jake's mother, Jamie, his father, Daryl, and his 15-year-old sister, Mallory. Jake also had two other older sisters, Audrey and Emily, but they both lived outside of the home. Right across the street lived Jake's grandparents, so he could visit with them as often as he liked. Jake and Mallory had both attended public school pretty much their entire lives, until three years prior to the incident, when they were both abruptly withdrawn from their classes at Alito High School. For the three years that followed, they were homeschooled by their mother, Jamie, who had actually worked as both a teacher and an assistant principal before she retired. It's unclear to me why they were pulled from their classes or exactly how Jake or Mallory felt about the idea, but I can imagine that it would have been a bit of a dramatic change for both of them. The Evans were described as a very friendly, very kind and welcoming and devout Christian family who went to church every weekend. They were well-known pillars of the community. As for Jake, he was described as a very polite, calm, and quiet young man who enjoyed playing golf. Again, as I mentioned, there weren't any red flags or any warning signs that trouble might be brewing. But we never truly know how people are feeling. In October of 2013, as it drew closer to Halloween, Jake began to watch the Rob Zombie-produced rendition of Halloween. The original Halloween movie came out in 1970, and if you're not familiar with it, it featured a silent serial killer who wears that infamous white mask. Side note, the mask is actually an altered Captain Kirk mask. You know, William Shatner. He wears that blue jumpsuit, he has a long sharp knife, and he seems to almost materialize out of thin air. The Rob Zombie version of this movie is much bloodier, more violent, and it has way more gore in it, just like all of the other movies that Rob Zombie has made. It also delves more into the childhood of Michael Myers and what it was like for him at home before he had ever killed anyone. It shows Michael harboring angry feelings for his family, watching them, hating them, and then ultimately killing them without any sense of fear, sadness, or remorse. For reasons beyond my comprehension, this movie seemed to resonate with Jake Evans and what Michael was feeling felt really familiar to Jake. He enjoyed the movie so much that he watched it three times in one week, carefully studying Michael's movements and his demeanor. Something inside of him just clicked while he was watching these violent murders on the screen. But he didn't say anything to anyone. He kept these thoughts to himself. Earlier in the day on October 3rd, 2013, Jake had an appointment to go to to see an allergist and his sister Mallory decided to go with him. According to Jake, there would be a conversation between the siblings that absolutely infuriated him. He would say that Mallory had made a rude racist comment about a black man who was mowing the grass outside of the doctor's office. According to Jake, Mallory said, ha, that black guy looks like a monkey. 
Now, I want to be clear here that we don't know if this conversation actually happened because we only have Jake's side of the story. I don't really like to speak ill of the dead, but this is what Jake would later write in a sworn statement to the police. So it all comes down to whether or not you believe his version of the story. Either way, Jake hated bullying and racism, and with these comments out in the open, it made him start to hate his sister too. He had taken note recently of the way that his family talked and acted. In his opinion, his mother, his sisters, and even his grandparents were behaving horribly in recent times. They had made inappropriate comments, racist slurs, and they said terrible things about the homeless, and he felt like they were becoming bullies. After the appointment with the allergist, he returned home and he watched the Halloween movie one last time. He took special note of the way that Michael Myers was able to kill indiscriminately and without any emotion. He wondered to himself if he might be capable of that too. It was at that point that he decided to do as Michael Myers had done and to kill his family. When the movie finished, he put the disc back in the case and then he tossed the movie in the trash can. He didn't want anyone to find the movie and then put the pieces together that for some reason, this movie had influenced him to kill his whole family. According to Jake's statement, he went outside to play golf and then around 5.30 p.m. that evening, he went inside and he plotted to kill his mother, his three sisters, and his grandparents. His father was out of town on a business trip at the time, and it's not clear what, if any, plans he had for him. He would kill his youngest sister, Mallory, and his mother first while they were still in the home. Then he would walk across the street and kill his grandparents and his older sister, Emily, who was staying there. In the morning, he planned to kill his third sister, Audrey, as she was going to be arriving home from college for a visit the next day. Jake would say that his grandmother called the home around 6.30 to ask if he would run some errands with her, and he agreed. Jake and his grandmother grabbed dinner while they were out, then they stopped at the cleaners, and finally the post office, before returning home to drop Jake off. Jake ate his dinner in the pool house while he watched Family Guy, and again, he appeared to be perfectly calm and in a normal state of mind. Later that evening, around 9 p.m., Jake decided to continue watching Family Guy upstairs in his bedroom. He was still thinking of killing his entire family, just as Michael Myers had done. But he wasn't exactly sure when or how it would happen. My family is getting ready to make a big move across the ocean to a place where English isn't the spoken language. This isn't my first rodeo, so I'm making sure I'm fully prepared by learning the language ahead of time. Sure, I know I can use an app once I get there, but you'd be shocked by how much gets lost in translation. I want to talk like a local, which is why I'm excited to use Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn and has been a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, and more. Rosetta Stone helps you to think in the language you're learning using an intuitive process that's designed for long-term retention. 
Their built-in True Accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation so that you're easily understood by native speakers. They have convenient desktop and app options, so you can learn on the go, and they offer a lifetime membership that includes all 25 languages at an incredible value. And now you can save even more with 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Serial Napper listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today today. Sunnier, warmer days are almost here. Why not get a head start on looking and feeling your best this summer by trying something new like Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals that are ready to eat in just two minutes? Get a helping hand to meet your wellness goals with Factor's chef-crafted meals that include different nutritional options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Healthy meal planning has never looked so good with Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals that are also dietitian approved No matter how busy you are, Factor can help kickstart and maintain a new healthy routine by making it easy to enjoy nutritious meals on the go. Plus, you'll never get bored eating the same thing every day because they offer 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. We're talking restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon because eating healthy doesn't have to be boring. Personally, I love not having to overthink what I'm going to eat every single day because that's half the battle, and I don't have to bother with shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. But the best part is, these meals are delicious with ingredients you can trust. Crush your wellness goals this May. Head to factormeals.com slash napper50 and use code napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code napper50 at factormeals.com slash napper50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. While watching TV, there was a knock on his bedroom door, and it was his sister Mallory on the other side. She asked him if he wanted to watch a movie with her, and he abruptly told her no. He was still very angry about the supposed racist remarks that she had made earlier in the day at the doctor's office. The pair argued for a bit, but Mallory ultimately gave up and then went to watch the movie by herself. As for Jake... Well, he went to get his father's blue foldable knife, which he was going to use to kill his family, again, just as Michael Myers had done. He paced up and down the hallway with a knife in hand, imagining what it would be like to kill his sister. Jake would say that the more that he thought about it, the more he began to feel bad, but then he started to replay all of the times in their lives when she was mean to him or was a bully or made racist comments, and he started to get angry again. Finally, he drummed up enough rage to go through with it. And around 9.30 p.m., Jake knocked on Mallory's door and asked her if she wanted to watch the movie The Waterboy with Adam Sandler. 
She agreed. He put the knife in his pocket so that she wouldn't see it, and then they both sat on the sofa to enjoy the movie. While sitting there, Jake battled with his emotions, going from outrage and anger to sympathy for his sister. Michael Myers didn't battle with those kinds of feelings. He was cold and calculated, and Jake thought that that's exactly how he would feel too. Within about five minutes of sitting beside Mallory, Jake threw a pillow at her, and the siblings engaged in a pillow fight. Maybe he was trying to get out a little anger without having to stab his sister, or maybe he was trying to amp up and escalate the situation. During the pillow fight, a thought crosses Jake's mind. He wanted his family dead, yes, but he didn't want them to feel any pain or to suffer. He thought if he were to stab them with that knife that was in his back pocket, they would experience excruciating pain before they died. Instead, he decided that he would put the knife away and get a gun to kill them so that it was a quick, painless death. He would use a 22 revolver that he had previously stolen from his grandparents. Truthfully, he had been planning to kill his family for a while now, and he had made plans, which is why he was hiding this gun in his bedroom closet in the first place. It was only after watching Halloween that he felt like he was truly ready. Still, he battled his emotions. He sat in his room with a gun in hand, thinking about how once he pulled that trigger, everything would change. There would be no going back from this. It took Jake over an hour to once again talk himself into going through with the plan. Around 11.15pm, with the gun in hand, he went back to his sister's bedroom where she was watching TV. He stood outside of her room for a good five minutes before finally mustering up the courage to knock on her door. When she answered, he told her that their mom needed her downstairs. As she walked past him towards the stairs, she saw the gun in her brother's hand and she stopped in her tracks. At first, she thought that he had to be joking, but he was pointing the gun right at her face. She told him to stop because he was freaking her out. Instead, he shot her once in the back as she tried running from him, and then once in the head. Hearing the gunshots, Jake's mother, Jamie, ran upstairs from her study to find out what was going on. Instead, She finds her son standing there with a gun in hand, and Jake shoots her three times. Almost immediately, it begins to set in for Jake that this is not like the movie. He had just killed his little sister and his mother in cold blood. And unlike Michael Myers, Jake was feeling distraught and remorseful over the murders. He ran to his room, and he began disassembling the gun on his bed, as he cried. Then he heard what sounded like a gurgling sound. It was his sister Mallory and she was still alive even though she was shot twice. Jake put his gun back together quickly and ran to his sister. Instead of calling 911 and trying to get his sister some help, maybe saving her life, he shot her again in the head to ensure that she would die this time. Then he walked over to his mother's body and shot her in the head again, just to make sure that she was really dead too. The plan was for him to continue his killing spree by going across the street to his grandparents' home, and then killing his grandfather, his grandmother, and his older sister who was staying there. 
He had also planned to kill his other older sister the following day when she came home to visit from college. But instead, he decided he was finished killing and he called 911. I'm going to play the 911 clip for you now. 911, where is your emergency? Uh, my house. Okay, what's the emergency? Uh, I just killed my mom and my sister. You just killed your mother and your sister? How did you do that? Uh, I shot him with a uh, 22 revolver. Are you sure they're dead? Yes. Okay, I want you to stay on the phone with me, okay? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Where is the gun? Uh, it's on the kitchen counter. Is there any reason that you were so angry at your mother and your sister? Uh, I don't know. I uh, I wasn't. It's weird. I wasn't even really angry with them. It just kind of happened. I've been kind of uh, planning on uh, killing for a while now. The the two of them, or just anybody? Pretty much anybody. Why? I don't know. I uh, I I don't really like uh, people's uh, kind of attitude. Right. I think they kind of, they're very, uh, like, you know, emotional, I don't know, verbally rude to each other and stuff like that. Right. I don't know. It's okay. It's just my family, I don't know, they're just kind of really, I, I guess this is really selfish to say, but to me, they, I felt like they were just suffocating me in a way. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I think I, obviously, you know, I'm pretty... Uh, I guess evil, but uh, that's uh, whatever. Okay. Sorry. Right. No, don't be sorry. Kudos to that 911 dispatcher for keeping cool during that call and keeping Jake calm. Remember, this kid has just murdered his mother and his sister. He's likely feeling desperate, but he's still armed. She does an incredible job of talking to him with kindness and keeping him level-headed so that things don't escalate even further. When the police arrived, they were able to arrest Jake Evans without incident. Jake was cooperative with the police. They would describe him as being very polite and helpful in the investigation. He confessed to both murders in a written statement, ending it by saying, quote, when I look at people, especially teenagers, I see them as being very cruel to one another emotionally. It seems that their favorite hobby is picking on someone else. The people who are racists, bullies, and who are full of themselves are the really evil ones. And it amazes me because those three qualities are extremely common today. I was very sad because I felt like my own family were becoming the people I hate. I know now, though, that I am done with killing. It's the most dreadful and terrifying thing I will ever experience. And what happened last night will haunt me forever. That is directly from Jake Evans' written confession. Jake straight up told the police about how the movie Halloween and Michael Myers in particular inspired him to want to kill his whole family. He told them how he had just binged the movie three times in the last week, and each time that he watched it, he felt more and more committed to his plan. When he was asked why he did it, he said that he didn't know and he was not even particularly mad at them when he had killed them. For murdering his mother and sister, Jake Evans was charged with capital murder, which meant that it could have led to the death penalty if he were to be convicted. He was denied the possibility of bail. 
While he sat behind bars as the prosecution built their case, there became a question of whether or not he was fit to stand trial. After being evaluated by two psychologists, it was determined that he was not competent to stand trial. Instead, he would be placed in a mental institution for the interim. He would stay there until 2015 when it was determined that he was now competent to stand trial. Jake wasn't going to fight the charges against him. He was very open and honest about what he had done and why he had done it. When the case finally went to trial, he pled guilty to two counts of murder and he was sentenced to 45 years in prison instead of being given the death penalty. This was all part of a plea deal. He was even given the possibility of parole. In a shocking twist, his family, including his father and his two surviving sisters, pleaded with the court for a lighter sentence. They sent in a letter stating that while they supported the plea bargain, they wished for a lighter sentence because they had just wanted to move forward and heal from the tragedy that plagued their family. According to Parker County Assistant District Attorney Robert Dubois, the Evans family still very much loved Jake. He said, quote, Absolutely, the family has shown forgiveness that astounds the normal person with how quickly they forgave him and how wholly they embraced him. As of today, Jake Evans sits behind bars at the Darrington facility in Houston, Texas. He will be eligible for parole on April 5th, 2035, and he will finish his entire sentence on October 4th, 2057. So now, as I always do, I turn the tables over to you. And in this case, I have a few questions. Firstly, do you believe that violent movies can truly convince someone to commit murder in real life? And if so, whose responsibility is that? Is it up to the filmmakers or is it really the responsibility of the parents to control what their children are watching? Do you think that Jake Evans should get parole when his time comes? Does the fact that he was only 17 years old when he murdered his mother and his sister factor into your answer? Let me know what you think. That's it for me tonight. If you want to reach out, you can find me on Facebook at Serial Napper. You can also search for me on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check me out on Twitter at Serial underscore Napper or I'm here on YouTube. If you're not already a part of my Patreon community, make sure you hop on over there, patreon.com slash serialnapper, where you can get all of your Serial Napper episodes ad-free and early, in addition to a bunch of other bonus content. Until next time, sleep tight and don't look under the bed. Bye. I'm Dean, I'm the dad. I'm Laura, I'm the mom. And I'm Crystalyn, I'm the daughter. And together we are... Family Plot! The Family Plot Podcast, a show where we discuss history, folklore, true crime, and the paranormal. Minus all the oogie bits. We are PG-13. I'm almost 15 now. Don't ruin the commercial. Do catch us looking into special topics like the origins of fairy tales. Sherlock Holmes. 
and the trial of Dr. Hyde and Mr. Swope. Find out who Dad Man Crush is. Or what happens in Krista's Corner. But behave, you two. So come be a part of the fam. Available on Google, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Family Plot Podcast. Bye!